Welcome to worship from the Wellington Team Churches for Sunday the 28th of June. This is Peter Tide. Deacons are normally ordained at this time, however, due to coronavirus, the ordination services will be delayed until later in the year. So instead, the new curates are being licensed as lay ministers in an online service today. We pray for all those across the country beginning their licensed ministry today, remembering especially Richard Kelly, who joins this benefit as pioneer curate, and his wife Charlotte as they move to Wellington. Although separated in our homes, we come together to worship. Wherever we are, we are in the presence of God. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As we rejoice in the gift of this day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. The opening hymn is I, the Lord of Sea and Sky. It explores the theme of this worship, responding to God's call on our lives.
chosen me, but I have chosen you. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Lord Jesus, we know that the harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Christe, Christe, eleison. Christe, Christe, eleison. Lord Jesus, you appointed us to go and bear fruit that will last. Kyrie, Kyrie, forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. We hear now a reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. The Apostles and the brothers and sisters with them in Judea, heard that the Gentiles had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, those who wanted to emphasise circumcision took issue with him. Why did you do it? they asked. Why did you go in to visit uncircumcised men and eat with them? So Peter began to explain it all step by step. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and I was praying. I was in a trance and I saw a vision, something like 
a great sail suspended by its four corners was let down from heaven and came towards me. I stared at it and I began to look in and I saw four-footed land animals, wild beasts, reptiles and birds of the air. I heard a voice saying to me, get up Peter and kill, eat. Certainly not, Lord, I replied. Nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. Then the voice came from heaven a second time. What God made clean, you must not regard as common. All this happened three times, and the whole lot was drawn back up into heaven. Just then, suddenly, three men appeared at the house where I was, sent to me from Caesarea. The Spirit told me to go with them without raising scrupulous objections. These six brothers also came with me and we went into the man's house. He told us that he had seen an angel standing in his house and saying, send to Joppa and fetch Simon called Peter, who will speak to you words by which you and all your house will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as the Spirit did on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word which the Lord had spoken. John baptised with water, but you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. So then, Peter concluded, if God gave them the same gift as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, who was I to stand in the way of God? When they heard this, they had nothing more to say. They praised God. Well then, they declared, God has given the Gentiles too the repentance that leads to life. These verses are actually the culmination of a much longer passage in Acts. It's the account of a critical moment in Peter's life and ministry, and it occurs in the period soon after the death and resurrection of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Led by the Holy Spirit, Peter finds himself drawn to the home of a Gentile called Cornelius. For a devout Jew like Peter, that was a huge step. Before he became a disciple of Jesus, Peter wouldn't have done that. Devout Jews maintained a social distance from Gentiles, whom they considered impure. Cornelius isn't just any other Gentile. He's a centurion in the Roman army, the very army that had executed Jesus. And Cornelius lives in Caesarea, a city named after the emperor. Emperor, It was the key port used by the Romans. It was the headquarters of the governor. It was the main garrison town of the Roman army. So not only is Peter stepping into the home of a Gentile, he's going, as it were, into the lion's den. Peter has a vision in which the Holy Spirit teaches him he sees food that's not kosher, not clean for Jews, 
and God tells him it's all right to eat. This basic assumption of his life is changed. And when he meets Cornelius, the Holy Spirit fills this Gentile, this Roman centurion, this enemy. So another basic assumption of Peter's life is changed. God's love is for everyone. And so when he gets back to Jerusalem, he says to his fellow leaders, so if God gave them the same gift as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, who was I to stand in the way of God? Peter and the others discovered that Jesus had established a radically new way of being God's people. All of their assumptions were challenged. Assumptions about religion, about who was their neighbour, about how they should live. Today, Richard is being commissioned by the bishop into a pioneer ministry to work alongside Selina Garner. Just as Peter was called by the Holy Spirit to be a missionary, a pioneer, so Richard is being called to step out from what is familiar for the church, to challenge assumptions, to be in contact with and alongside different people. Now, one of the wonderful aspects of the story is that God was already at work in the life of Cornelius before he met Peter. Peter had a particular role, which was to tell Cornelius and his friends about Jesus. God is already at work in the lives of the people in our community. So the Holy Spirit is ahead of Richard. He's ahead of us. Let us step out in faith. As I did last week, I want to finish this reflection by offering the poem written by Ian Adams entitled Reach Out, You Crazy Peacemaker. Reach out beyond what you know. Breathe deep into your night fears and test your ancient people memories. Traverse the borders of your tribe. Scale the cold face of your doubts. Refuse to be walled in by the hate stories and shake off the assumptions you have made. Reach out, you crazy peacemaker, and shine. A hymn chosen by Richard Thank you for saving me. Richard says of this, When all the cares of the world are stripped away, we're left with God and the desire to worship him.
shed your blood for me, what can I say? You took my sin and shame, a sinner called my name. Jesus, Lord of your church, bless us with hope and joy and commitment. Jesus, Lord of your church, bless Richard and Charlotte as they move and begin this new phase in their lives and discipleship. Jesus, Lord of your church, Bless those who are uncertain of their gifts and bless those who are powerless in the world's eyes. Jesus, Lord of your church, hear our prayer which we offer for all your faithful people that in their vocation and ministry they may serve you in holiness and truth to the glory of your name. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. As our worship concludes, we ask for God's blessing. God the Father, send you to proclaim his word. God the Son, pour upon you the riches of his grace. God the Holy Spirit, equip and strengthen you in your ministry. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you today and forevermore. Amen. And so, friends, be alive with the life of Christ within you.